as we ended the show Friday, uh, we found out that the L.A. City Council was going virtual. And they said that reason was because of COVID. Mike Bonin tested positive for COVID. Now Paul Krikorian has tested positive for Mike COVID on the Bonin, other side. super spreader. That we could, this could just be the beginning. It could be the beginning. He might wipe out the whole thing. And, council. of course, Cedillo and De Leon weren't there long enough to... Right. They're going to survive. And didn't even show up. The rest of them are, are going to be gone. This could be the way that they're removed from the council, one COVID after another. Uh, so that's the wow. story uh, for tomorrow and Wednesday, I guess, whatever. They're, they have two meetings this week scheduled. They're going to do it virtually. But Yes, and uh, I, th- I think you could yell at them virtually, too. Well, they no, it did say they're going to take public comments. Right, yeah, sure. Yeah, people you, are going to be allowed to come right, on. You just sit in your living room and just shout. On Zoom or whatever they use because and just that, shout and make those one-minute speeches. That's so effective, you know, <laughs> to shout well, for a minute at the city council. That, that actually, changes things. Uh, well, we'll talk about this in a moment, but I, I, I kind of got pulled over to your side thinking about this over the weekend. I'll explain what that is. Uh, Steve Gregory is here because the announcement today from Mitchell Farrell, the acting city council president, is that, uh, well, they're going to strip Cedillo and DeLeon of their uh, committee assignments. Or, all right, let's get Steve on and find out more. Hey, guys. And, and just so you know, he has absolutely no interest in being permanent president of the city council. Yeah, I heard that. Today. Well, he seems a little overwrought. It doesn't matter. He's going to get voted out next month. Well, th- the committee thing is actually pretty important. You know, he removed them from any committee chair spots they had. And I hadn't had a chance to look them up yet because I don't even know what, chair, what committees they chair. It says uh, real estate development, housing, homelessness, and, and more, actually. Oh, oh, hey, the homeless committee. They're doing good work <laughs> there. Wow, that's a blow to have. How money. can we create more homelessness? Anybody have any ideas? I think that's what they do on that committee. Well, the joke was made in the press room this morning. It's like, you know what? About 25, 30 homeless people could easily sleep in this room. <laughs> Is that right? It yeah, wow. was the joke in the media room this morning. I'm telling you, we are the biggest collection of jaded, bitter people in the whole planet. <laughs> well, you can understand now the way city government is. Yeah. With the, the indictments and now this stupid scandal. So uh, it, it's pretty funny because uh, first I got first question this morning, and uh, I, I wanted to know from Mitchell Farrell. I said, why should anybody in this city believe anything anybody in this building ever says again? Wow, that's pretty encompassing. Very good. <laughs> you know, and, and he had a, a response to that. And uh, but then, you know, I kind of pushed him a little farther. And I said, well, you know, in, in Eric here, cut a uh, this is Mitchell Farrell. When I asked, aren't you afraid now of the other shoe dropping? I said, let's go back historically now. And I rattled off all the names of everyone been indicted. And I said, you know, this is one of the most corrupt bodies of government in the country. <laughs> and is. I said, so because he made a statement how. His job now, he's making it his mission to heal the city. <laughs> there it is. And I said, the city. That's a big, he needs a big band aid. And I said, the city is still healing from Englander, <laughs> Weezar, and I went down the list. Yeah. And Again, he said, don't forget uh, our friend Mark Ridley Thomas, and too. He goes, I understand your lament. That's how he started. I understand your lament. Uh-huh, so, he empathizes. Yeah. So here in cut A, I said, well, aren't you afraid the other shoe's going to drop and other things could be falling out of the closet? We cannot live in fear Hmm. of what might be exposed in those recordings next, uh, next today, next week, in the coming weeks and months. We cannot govern in fear. I will not govern that way. I don't live my life that way. We cannot govern with the notion that things that were said beyond our control by whomever um, will 
somehow harm our ability uh, to serve the public. <laughs> that could happen. That's something I don't know anything. I don't have any further information about. But, but we have to move forward, and we cannot govern in fear. You said that. And we must not. <laughs> Three times. <laughs> and here's the thing. We have to heal and move forward and not govern in fear. So he did today, as acting president, removed both Cedillo and De Leon from their committee posts. And here's the interesting rub. Per council rules, mm -hmm. in order to be an active member of council, you must serve on at least one committee. Oh, so well, what? They don't get paid? Or? What happens? Don't know. I asked him, I said, can you explain the mechanics of all of that? And he said, we're working on it. We'll let you know when we oh, figure it out. Oh, that's a good There's development. There's no legal way for them to remove Cedillo and DeLeon. For Not from the council, but no. they can strip them of their committee Right, but... And power. But that makes them inactive? Sure. I, 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 and that that's means they can't, they can't vote on... Uh... No, they can't vote on anything, but they'll collect their paycheck. <laughs> oh, see, that's all they really care about. And I that's think. really, I mean, he said, because I asked, I said, have you spoken to either of these two men? And he said, and if so, when? He said he spoke to Cedillo last week, and he said Cedillo was in the process of reconciling his actions. <laughs> <laughs> the words are great. And he said, but De Leon has yet to return his phone calls or answer his phone. And this is what wow. makes me laugh about people protesting in front of De Leon's home. You know as well as I do that those people are not at their homes. That's probably their council home. Right, right. Some of them don't live in yeah, the Yeah, they don't live in those right? homes. They yes. live oh, in, I didn't yeah. know that. That's yeah. a ghost. That's no, they have ghost some homes. Of them. I'm not saying ghost that. homes. Yes. Yeah. I'm not saying it's worse than ghost guns in some cases, right? That's a joke, by the way. Don't I don't need any hassles. Um, no, you know, you never know anymore, these people. So, but and I'm not saying that that's the case here. I'm just saying it seems awfully suspicious. Well, he's got another place to stay. Yeah, they've all got double homes somewhere. Yeah. And they're all oh, there's nobody in this house they're, they're sitting out front of? I, I talked to two photographers today when they got to the uh, media room this morning. And, I, and they said, oh, we've been over at uh, De Leon's house. And I said, you, any sign of him? And they're like, no, there's... There's no, he's, the, he's probably an there. Airbnb. He's probably trying to make money on the side. <laughs> he's over the, in Malibu, <laughs> he's going over to Mr. Chow's for lunch. Where's um, the? Uh, where is the council house of De Leon? It's, I know it's in the oh, district. Oh, I don't. I don't know where to. Oh, okay. I really don't. So, I but probably not near Skid Row. Uh, probably is, not. Which is in his district. No. I, but then I think the only Tom O'Farrell got a little testy, just a teeny weeny dancy testy was. When he was asked about his uh, relationship, his very close relationship with Nery Martinez. And oh. it had been characterized, you know, because he said, uh, I think the reporter asked, you've been known as Nery Martinez's right hand for many years. And you've, you've been nuzzling Nuri. Yeah, mm. so here in Cut Where's B. Where's that right hand been? Yeah, here's, well, here in Cut B is uh, Mitch's response. I am not a chess piece on a chessboard. I'm nobody's boy. I've never thought of myself as a diva. <laughs> I don't know that was used. Um, and all of us are our own person. The fallout from this is vast. But um, I will not be beholden to some sort of claim from anyone that I had nothing to do with. Well, hmm. she must have talked like that in front of him. I don't know. But yeah. he, he also made a point of saying that those comments were never made in the walls of City Hall. Because there's no way that would have been tolerated in the walls of City Hall. Oh, BS. Now, he alluded to perhaps <laughs> so, more recordings, didn't he? Well, really a clip. Well, that clip, see, this is the thing, because he thought I meant, and I had to, I, I moved on. I didn't want to play too long, but I moved on because I said, I'm not talking about just the clip, sir. I'm talking about 
corruption. I'm talking about everything else that's been going on with this city council. It's not limited to what might or might not be in these recordings, this hour and so recordings. But I said, I'm asking you if you're worried about any more corruption, any more skeletons falling out of the closet, anything like that. And that, and then he he added on to his response, basically seeing a lot of the same thing. Because again, I, I go back to asking him, how, why should anyone trust anybody well, ever again in this building? No, these are a bunch of corrupt a holes, the whole lot of them. So, so nobody should trust or believe anything. So, well, now, we don't know that anybody's and, being investigated for anything, do we? <laughs> oh, silence is golden. I will tell you. Well, and let's move on. So you can't tell me, but tomorrow, tomorrow, it could be a yes or a no. Tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, we'll have to tune in to see if because they may not have a quorum tomorrow, uh-huh. and they may That's not be able right. to have a meeting because now Krikorian's got COVID, and we don't know if he's going to log on. And uh, O'Farrell's already told Sadio and De Leon, we don't want you on there tomorrow. So don't oh, I was going to say, it's safe in. for them to log in because yeah. they're not going to be a young he doesn't want them log. He does not want them logging in tomorrow. So, oh. and then, so it, it, he was pushed a little bit about having these in persons. Does anybody have a sense of what the voters in both districts want? Because we're dealing publicly with a lot of insane activists who don't represent anybody. But I, I wonder about the people in his district, because De Leon and Cedillo have a lot of accomplishments, not stuff I agree with, but for their crowd, they've had a lot of accomplishments. And I'm wondering if their voters are really that unhappy, because they weren't mocking Latinos there. No. They were mocking other people. But here's... And, and maybe a lot yeah, of the... These, uh, these could just be the defund the police or leftover occupy people, yeah, right? Yeah, a lot of the residents, who knows? They might share similar feelings about uh, other ethnicities and races and all that. And they're probably shrugging their shoulders and say so. Here's the fear that I, I was hearing downtown today. Uh, a lot of the fear is the only uh, person representing the Latino districts now that that community is monica rodriguez and there is a fear down there now that uh the african-american representation will now outnumber the latino representation on the council uh o'farrell's also pushing for more seats he wants to do a charter amendment in the city charter to increase the number of chairs and seats on the council how how about they pick people um, who know what they're doing to govern the city and stop looking How do you at everybody's do that? race. Uh, 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 people should vote uh, for candidates who, who have accomplished things or are capable of accomplishing things. So far, this crowd is only capable of uh, taking bribe money and insulting one another. Oh, bless your heart, John. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> it's enough with this, like, enough with all the uh, stupid uh, virtue signaling and all the, uh, uh, all, all, all the uh, what do you call that? The identity politics. Yeah. I'm just so fed up with identity politics. I'm so fed up with hearing about how many Hispanics do we have, how many blacks, how many whites, what are the percentages? It's like they're all bad. They're all no good. Bonnet and Krikorian are no good, and De Leon and Cedillo are no good, and and all of them, regardless of their color, they're no good. Ridley Thomas was no good. You got all different colors there. They're all bad people. They're all bad, stupid, corrupt politicians i will only tell you this um in my experience in covering this for a lot of years is that you never know that when they're first elected and when they first get into office no seriously think about it for a second 
People are are just starry-eyed unicorns and rainbows when their candidate gets in there. And then it takes a little while for that to get foothold. And when they get in there and they start learning the system, think about how many bright-eyed, bushy-tailed people have gone to Senate and Congress. And they come back, you know, shredded and bloodied. They just can't handle it. A guy like Ridley Thomas, we had a run-in with him over 20 years ago. I knew. I knew he was a dirtbag. Yeah, but by then he was already in politics for 20 years in. Yeah, well, I'm just saying it's like a lot of these guys, and everybody on the inside knows that these guys are bastards. This is the only, including the press, not including you, but all those uh, all those jackals at the L.A. Times, they all know that these people are corrupt. Well, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something right now. If if I had a way to wiretap. I would love to wiretap everybody right now on the council and the and the board of supervisors because you know that phone lines are burning up all over town right now oh, because yeah. everyone wants to know now they're they're second guessing themselves. Have I said anything? Yeah, what am I, I doing? Recorded, who's right? recording me? And my all of them have. And then anyone who's disgruntled that left city council or anyone who's disgruntled that left any kind of government, you don't know now. And there's a reason why it took a year before that audio came out. All right, Steve. Thank you very oh, much. That's because of the statute of limitations. It was calculated. Oh, uh, <laughs> is that right? That's why it took yeah. a year. Yeah. Oh, it oh, was they, calculated. So they can't get it. No. So get it's it. a one-year statute of limitations. Oh, so there's no criminal case. No criminal case. <laughs> that's why. I never thought of that. Oh, yep. that's why they waited a year. Right. I thought they were trying to time it for these elections. We're, coming, r- we're running behind here. And Deborah right, Mark Steve. is Thank live you. in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. All right. Of course, uh, the big news today was that uh, the L.A. City Council members are under fire thanks to this recording of the three of them along with a labor official talking about redistricting. We're talking about uh, Gil Cedillo and Kevin DeLeon. They've been stripped of their committee positions, uh, but it looks oh, like they'll still get paid. Scared me there. Uh, uh, stripped of their clothing. I, yeah, I didn't want to see either one of them. Look, uh, I, I, By the way... De Leon's council home, the fake home, is in Eagle Rock, just so you know. That's where these people have been camping out. Now, something that emerged in the last, and you figured it would. You usually say, John, wait three days. Eh, it took like a week. Uh, Juan Jose Gutierrez with the Full Rights for Immigrants Coalition. So you, you can guess where he's coming from. Kevin is an adult. He knows the seriousness of this. It's his responsibility to take the step that he feels is the most appropriate. Whether that's resigning or not is his decision. And he said what you just said, John. We respect the work that he's done. That's why we're here. We know that he is not a racist. And I heard somebody else say that, um, how did they put this? Because the crowd was always still calling for their heads. They said, um, oh, he wasn't the worst. And he did not really add too much racism to the conversation. Implying that it was Nuri Martinez. No, yes, it was. Uh, Nuri Martinez said the worst of it. If you had to sacrifice one person on language crimes, then it would be Nuri Martinez. Kevin DeLeon, total output, was nowhere near Nuri Martinez. Yeah, apparently he apologized for what he said about Bonin, kind of adding to the the piling on that Nuri Martinez did over the kid. And the, he said a couple of things well, that, there. That's another thing. You know, I think he made a joke, or maybe it was Cedillo about and, the and indigenous I, people. And I can't stand Kevin DeLeon. I think he's the biggest fool, the biggest buffoon. He's dumb as a rock. But I think the bigger issue here is people being illegally taped and then private conversations being aired out and then people getting their careers destroyed over uh, over comments or jokes or however you want to characterize any of this. I find that to be the to be totalitarian like the Soviet Union and communist China. And that is not Uh, a society uh, I want to be a part of or want to live in. I, it's well, really, what it is is the cancel culture. 
Yeah, so I, I think that's You dreadful. should let Kevin DeLeon stand. If he gets recalled, he gets recalled. If he gets voted out in 2024, he's voted out in 2024. I, that's, uh, that's the okay. anti-cancel culture position. Well, yeah, uh, it's, it's fair game for a recall and a re-vote or wait till the next round. That's fair. If his people don't like the way he represents them, then fine, get rid of them. But this idea that a bunch of jackals who, who pound on drums and actually don't have a job combined with Twitter idiots, they get to call the shots in the society. Oh, that's got to end. That's got to stop. This has been going on too many years now. Now, the Times, which has run way too many stories about this, uh, they put word in there today. I've not really seen colorism. Colorism? I've oh, not really oh, heard is that, that not a classic headline? Listen to this. L.A. Latinos grapple with familiar colorism. 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 And is that un- another term for racism or some kind oh, of a- it, No, it's it's like when lighter-skinned Mexicans Oh, right. Treat right. Like they picked skin, on the Oaxacans. They treat right. darker-skinned Mexicans badly. That's colorism. Oh, okay. See, the, the Times is trying to make this point that we, ha- we have to work together, Latinos and blacks, because we're both you know, the I- underclass in L.A., so we can't have this divide right. where there's council people sitting there that made these comments about the blacks, you see? That's yeah. their position. So you know we need someone in there who's going to work with the other minorities. This is so get- this- Latinos aren't a minority, but I'm just saying. This is getting really tedious. People believe in the power play position in Los Angeles. They, they are a minority. Uh, people- this is really getting tedious. You are never going to make human beings not tribal. That's impossible. We've been tribal since we were in caves. We will be tribal forever. It's hard-coded in our DNA. So you, 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 people got to come up with some new angle here and not just constant lectures saying, you must do this and you must do that. It's like, well, it's not going to happen, obviously. I mean, They the, want people to work together. Well, they're and not. It, and, uh, and overcome their racial differences. They're not. Particularly when it means fighting back against the white power class. That's kind of what I got from all those articles. Well, but yeah, but don't you see? Not, all this has gotten worse. <laughs> Ever since we went into, into high gear over the last 10 years with social media, with everybody lecturing everyone, everyone canceling everyone, everyone playing a gotcha game and record, it's gotten much worse. Nobody's happy. Why? Because we're trying to go against human nature. Human nature just naturally separates itself. All right, uh, we'll have more on the L.A. City Council mess a little later on in the show. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Let's go, Dodgers. Am I a little late? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what did surprise me, because I the goose became a big thing. The Padres fans have had a lot of little geese. You see. Oh, they've, uh, they've appropriated they the goose? They did. They turned it into sort of a, yeah, oh. a, beat, a beat L.A. thing. Uh, oh, see, that was supposed to be uh, the Dodgers rally. I think the rally. players were even carrying one around on the field afterwards. Yeah, that was supposed to be the Dodgers rally goose. Now the Padres have the rally goose. But because the goose didn't help the Dodgers, so yeah. I guess the fans adopted so, the goose. It's a bad goose. It wasn't a rally for the Padres, though. They were winning when the goose was on the field. No, but because the Dodgers did not rally, they Wait. were going to. The goose is a good thing to doom the Dodgers. I Eric, guess. Eric is looking for sports fans. I, I don't to know be why rational. they appropriated the goose either. I couldn't figure it out, but it was all over the park. Everybody had little. They were holding them up for the camera. Little. Because they're so that cute. Duck. Sports fans aren't duck. rational. <laughs> there was a no. goose there, and and the Padres and just, won I, the series. And I realize this has nothing to do with what we talk about on the show. I just got to take a minute. One of the all-time hack sports columnists for the Times is Bill Plaschke. Yes, And when Bill Plaschke declares something in sports, you can bet on the opposite. So he declared months ago, this is probably the greatest Dodger team in history. 
history of the Dodgers. <laughs> so you can only imagine what he wrote over the weekend with the loss Saturday night. Basically, say he like had a threefold thing. It's 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 the worst disaster in the history of the Dodgers. This will never be overcome. Blah, 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 blah. And it even wipes out the 2020 championship. It does. Yeah, because that was a 60 game COVID shortened season. Yeah, and now we can look at it as ah. Eh. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of a lot of fans are not impressed with the 60 game championship. That's kind of hey, how he felt. Now, I think at the time he didn't say that, but I ten well ten years in the playoffs, and you have one. Uh, Half a championship and not even half. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's I know. sad. Well, those playoffs are uh, are are very difficult. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, you know, they, it's my problem with baseball. You play 162 freaking games and then you can be out in a, in a blink. I, I mean, they <laughs> were the Dodgers. They, they, were, what, they, they were, win 111 games and they're gone in four. Well, yeah, and they beat the Padres by 22 games during the season. Yeah, and they won 14 out of 19 between them, and. uh so I think, <laughs> I think to make it fair, the, the Padres have to win four or five, and the Dodgers only have to win two to advance. You get it? To kind of a yeah, a, I know you could <laughs> something like that. It's my made-up thing. Look, they're not interested in crowning the best team as the champion. They're interested in making as much money as possible with extra rounds of playoffs. Yeah. So right. you know, one's point. got nothing to do with the other. If that was the case, then the Dodgers and Yankees would be in the World Series every year, though. Uh, yes, because they don't have uh, real hard spending caps. I mean, the, you know, a team like Cleveland can't compete with the TV contract the Dodgers have. So no, you ha- you'd have amazing. to have you'd have to have total socialism, which they have more in the NFL. They do, yeah. They share the revenue from yeah media coverage. Uh, well, here's a good one from. Uh, we don't talk about COVID much, but if this is true, and it's a Daily Mail special, then then the world is probably over as we know it. Experts condemn Boston Lab for creating a new deadly COVID strain with an 80% kill rate, warning it could spark a lab-generated pandemic. Now, we all know that many people believe that the original Wuhan COVID strain may have come from that nearby lab, thanks to NIH funding, thanks to Dr. Fauci. Yeah, well, that's what happened. It's called gain-of-function research. And they have been doing this for generations. What do you think those researchers do all day in these labs? They play with all these viruses to see if they can make them more powerful. Because it's fun to do that. I thought they would play with the viruses to see how they can protect us from them. No, I'm being too <laughs> optimistic no, and I'm naive. This is biological warfare. That the, gover- this is, the government this is, funds this. This is Boston University. But, but Yeah, and the government will write a check. The Boston University, it'll be laundered through various organizations, like the money to Wuhan was laundered, right? Yes. You know, Fauci, Fauci uh, sent a check from uh, the NIH, and it went to some uh, group in New York City, and the New York City sent it to Wuhan so that everybody has plausible deniability. It's like, well, no, I, that's not what we did. No, I didn't send any money like that. It's a, it's a game, and that's what they do. They're working, all the countries are. All the big countries are working biological research, so if we have to Kill everybody off. We will. But maybe this is an idea to unleash something in the Kremlin so that Putin goes down quickly. No? Is oh, that an idea? Well, yeah, and then they would unleash something to kill everybody in Washington, D.C. They, uh, I mean, so, now, this research has not been peer-reviewed. Uh, a team of researchers from Boston and Florida extracted Omicron spike protein. That, and we've always talked about the spike on the... Uh, so uh, apparently they attached the spike uh, from Omicron to the original wild-type strain that first emerged in Wuhan. Remember, Omicron was a later variant. 
And by putting these two together, uh, they then wanted to see what happened to mice. And uh, in the first round, 80% of them croaked. But they did another round, and a lot of them just had mild symptoms. So that's why this isn't a sure thing yet, that this is going to wipe out a lot of people if uh yeah but if it, this it, thing gets unleashed if it's not this creation it'll be the next one or maybe they've done it already well, I'm, that's... I'm, I'm in you don't know how evil these researchers are <laughs> uh, it's 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 like them developing better nuclear weapons this... but they're just nerds who love playing the game yeah they get paid to play this game you get contracts to, to play the game you make a lot of money you get prestige and they always have a cover story. Well, we just want to, you know, use this to research just in case something like this breaks out from another country, and then maybe we could develop a vaccine. That's always the cover story. No, that's but, a good cover story. Right. You're right, because China could be working on this right now. Sure. Or but, China could be but, watching and reading this story and saying, oh, we got to go do this. It's like the nuclear arms race, though. Eventually, you have all these weapons sitting around, and some lunatic is going to use them. Because what's That's the, why I said we're doomed. No, we're if doomed. they can actually do this... They can actually combine the mutations and find right. one that really well, is a killer. It's, it sound, uh, we're probably doomed. It sounds like each, we won't need nukes each, to kill us. Each version of COVID covers the other version's flaws, right? Whatever gaps there are in in one virus's right, because uh, the virus will mutate to survive. Right. Yeah. So it'll constantly try to mutate in order to just make sure it's still moving from person to person and as a host. So I guess it might do that. You're right. Although well, I thought, except for a couple of bumps in the road, like the, the, these variants we have now, they're B-75- Well, They don't seem like they're, they're, that's, they're kind that, of... A, that's why they got to release a new product. They're kind of duds. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. They realized that the variants aren't doing much anymore. So sure. let's see if we can get a super variant. We'll yeah. combine the variants. Yeah. Oh, we'll take the best deadly qualities of one and combine it with the, the best... The, Deadly qualities of another. The only reason we know about uh, the bat virus is because it got loose in the laboratory. Otherwise, we never would have known about all this research that the Chinese were doing and that we were funding. This would have just gone on forever in secret. But then, you know, somebody tripped and, uh, you know, broke a beaker and inhaled the, uh, inhaled the virus. And that started the, uh, the, the pandemic. But we weren't supposed to know all this. There's a lot of other stuff we don't know. All right. Coming up after 3 o'clock, you got to be listening for this. There's a brand new poll out of Harvard, of all places, concerning uh, American voters' thoughts on crime. Uh, how bad they think it is, who they blame. You got to hear this. It's coming up after the news yeah. at 3. Who they blame. Who they blame. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, the girl is naked. She's walking around naked. I think I'm watching some Charlie Sheen show or something. She, she's got no clothes on. She's naked. And she white, black, or his She's skin. naked. She's laying on the garage floor naked. She's in the garage on the floor, laying on the floor naked. With her naked body looking right at George. Then she said to me, take off your clothes. So I took off my underwear so I was naked there. You were nude too, right? And at that point, I took off my clothes. I was like, no way. He's not naked. He's naked. Naked and in front of a crowd. And now, an update from the John and Ken Naked Desk. Here's John and Ken. It's been a while. It has been a while. I yeah, we haven't called on the Naked I, Desk I, in a while. This is a really unusual story of which I don't think we've ever done anything like it at the Naked Desk. When you 
think about it. Just a quick reminder, coming up after 3 o'clock, and you got to love it when you pull up the story and you see freaking Gavin Newsom's big head on top of the story that a poll of voters around the country are very concerned about rising crime, and many blame woke politicians and therefore Newsom's head. An astounding number of people are blaming woke politicians. I was... uh, this Truly, is not yeah. a fabrication. Publications like the El Segundo Times have been trying to tell you for the past couple of years that it's all an exaggeration and it's not like it was in the 90s and yeah. blah, 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 right. blah. And you know, I haven't seen this in the LA Times, this poll. The, oh, this poll. From, yeah, it's from right. Harvard Harris. Yeah, I know. Kamala Harris? Uh, I think so. <laughs> I think she polling the, now? Yeah. Kamala By the way, Harris. she's in town, so watch out for traffic, John. I, it's going to be really scary. Uh, I hope she doesn't come, come to her house. She's also doing a fundraiser near your home, yes. <laughs> I was going to do a fundraiser at the what was the grocery store you saw her at? <laughs> um, when she had a grim face, was yes. right if she was running for president. It right? was it was right before she was dropping out. She was dropping. It was before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fact, yeah she I, knew it was over. I got to go buy my own groceries now. Because right, she dropped out before the first primary because she was doing so badly. She yeah. was at three percent. Never uh, made a dent. No. Had a big moment with Obama in one debate, not with Obama, with Biden. Right. In one debate, and uh, that was the end of that. Uh, we're at the naked desk because of, oh, dear, I, this is not happening in the U.S., but apparently it's happening on the border between Greece and Turkey. Naked migrants. Now, 92 men ended up nude at the border between Greece and Turkey, and now the two countries are blaming each other for the nakedness. That's uh, that's quite a photo, too, of... Uh... The naked men. Uh, yeah, they seem to be kind of huddled together, too, and they're covering their genitals, apparently. Young, strapping men, naked. Do we know, are they Syrians? It's often Syrians that are involved in this part of the world with migration efforts, but I don't know. Um, uh, I mean, they look, I, well, I can't tell, it's a blurred photo. Uh, it says here, the Greek migration minister, Notis Mirarachi, shared one photo showing these men with their faces blurred, gathered together with all of their clothes removed, some crouching and covering their genitals. Now, NBC News claims they have not independently verified the circumstances about the image, and it was, <laughs> and it was unclear why the men are without clothes. Yeah, I guess. Well, In order to get into our country, you must completely strip. No? The men, a- the men were found near the Evros River, which is a border between Greece and Turkey. Police say the men had traveled across the river in rubber dinghies. Hmm. Okay. Maybe. It still doesn't explain why they have no clothes. <laughs> or did it, was it very hot? I just never heard the phrase rubber dinghies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My dingaling. Uh, the Greek, look at this. Greece has a citizen protection minister. Would that be like in charge of defense or crime or? Uh, I don't know. I'd never heard Takis of Takis Theodorakakos said that migrants' accounts suggested they had been taken there by the Turkish military police. Oh, he's claiming that Turkey dumped them just on the Greek side of the border, you see. Well, Turkey is not putting up with migration. Oh, is that what's the case? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Turkey is obviously a a common entry point because it's the farthest uh, east of all the European nations. Out! Frontex, the European Union's border agency, assisted in the rescue of these 92 men. Some had visible injuries. Mm. That's why it's become a real human rights issue. Besides being nude, they were perhaps beaten or whipped. Well, you know the reputation of Turkish prisons.
Oh, you're right. Yeah, so that's that's right. That movie from like the seventies. Yeah, right? you don't. I don't think Midnight Express was it or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, you you don't want to sneak into Turkey. <laughs> Ishmal uh, Katakli, Turkey's interior minister, rejected the accusation. As you couldn't find one single case of human rights violations by Turkey, you just seek to expose image of your cruelty you've inflicted as if Turkey has done this. Kind of a strange, I guess it's the interpretation of what he's saying. That makes no sense. Well, of course they did it, and and, uh, this is is what they do. Ferretin Altun, the Turkish government's communications director, called it Greek fake news. (laughs) That's a good one. It barred one from Trump. Yeah, Greece once again showed the world that it does not even respect the dignity of these oppressed people by publishing the photographs of these refugees mm-hmm. that it deported, extorting their personal belongings. So he's claiming that they migrated to Greece and Greece shoved them to the border without clothes. So both sides are claiming the other side dumped these men right. in this spot between the two countries well, or right on the border. Ne- ne- neither side cares. These are probably foreigners from outside Greece and Turkey, and you can see other countries just uh, don't put up with this. But for Greece to take with... the picture and reveal the story tells me it is a Turkish situation. That's probably, I... yeah. But but now now Turkey is saying, well, look how you're humiliating them, humiliating them by taking a picture. So it's oh, but you know what? They're doing ends. pretty well. The European Union has had two hundred and thirty thousand irregular entries. In the first nine months of this year, what are we running at? Two point six million. Mm-hmm. Right, well, we're, because, we're being much more overrun than the European well, Union because we don't uh, we, we don't strip them down and throw them in a rubber dinghy. <laughs> well, now what is Greece going to do with them? It doesn't really say in this story. I don't know. Buy them shirts. They get turned over. Are they still going to get deported? Or uh, I don't know. I know a number of Eastern European countries. You know, Poland has put up. Uh, Wire fences. Oh, yeah. Poland doesn't stand for it. Yeah. Right. Right. Poland's like the Beverly Hills of Europe. Yeah. Austria wants no nothing homeless, to do no with it. No homeless, no crime in yep. Europe and Poland. Yeah. No, no migrants. No. Although they took in a lot of Ukrainians, did they not? Ukrainians are brothers. <laughs> okay. They're very close. It is a tribal thing once it again. Is. It is. I see. We're okay with the Ukrainians, but nobody from uh, Syria they're, they're, or North Africa or they're both Slavs. They're they're both from the Slavic tribe. Uh, okay. Are the Turks and the Greeks similar? No, they're different. Yeah. Uh, no, the Greeks are closer to the Italians and the, oh, and okay. the Spanish. And the Turks would be closer to the um, Middle Eastern people, or I don't yeah, know. might be a mix there. All right, coming up next, you will like uh, this poll we're going to talk about. A uh, big percentage of Americans, 64 in fact, 64%, blame woke politicians for crime spikes. Coming up, John and Ken. Oh, and also your chance of some cash, right, John? Inflation bonus? That is correct, Ken. At 20 20 after 3. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Very excited. Uh, Deborah Mark, live in 24-hour KFI newsroom.